Hello and welcome back to the Main Course Podcast. It's 2021 and we're back with new music, new news, and new guests. My name is Jake Stanley and I'm your host, and this week I'm joined by Dakota Edgar. Yo, yo. This week we're going to talk about Whole Lot of Red, uh, the Snoop Dogg and Eminem beef, and the Grammys getting delayed till March. Uh, in addition, we've got our album and Song of the Year awards coming up later this month, so definitely stay tuned for that as well. Dakota, what have you been listening to? Yeah, so it's been a couple weeks, obviously, since we last uh, hopped on here. I think, you know, the uh, probably most anticipated release of the last few months um, that came out. What a gift on Christmas Day. Whole lot of red, Playboy Cardi. However, uh, you know, hate to make a Christmas pun after the new year, but this one felt like a lump of coal uh, to me. I don't know. I, I really did not. Um, it just didn't click with me like I like I thought it would. Uh, I I mean I liked Rock, Rockstar made Bino uh, Slayer. I, I kind of like Vamp Anthem just because the beat is super hard. The beat's crazy. But like for the most part, I just feel like he didn't really come with any bars. Super repetitive, and like it just it just didn't do it for me. Now I I know you're more of the Playboy Cardi fan, so I'll default to you on on some of this, but. For me, it didn't really do it. Yeah, I think that's a, a good place to start, though. I mean, as as a Playboy Cardi fan, right? How'd you feel about the about the last two full length albums? I mean, because he mean, doesn't come with bars on any of them, to be real, right? So it's yeah, like, that's that's fair to a certain extent, I suppose. But I mean, I still feel like there was less songs that I was like, "This is this is a banger!" Like I will rip this for sure, time and time again. I don't I don't know that any of these songs are that. Yeah, I think Bino is definitely definitely up there for, for one of my favorite Cardi songs, definitely of the last few years at least. Um, but I do think this, I mean, this album was plagued with all of the leaks, right? Yeah. I mean, there was a hype train that probably got out of control like two years ago on this project. And I don't think this thing was ever destined to live up to the amount of hype that it, it had generated, right? I think Eternal Take, you know, was somewhat disappointing probably as an Uzi fan, right? It wasn't. Definitely wasn't like the next coming of, of Christ or something. Um, <laughs> like I think it had been advertised, but you know, no surprise there. And this had the extra, you know, nine months of hype <laughs> during yeah. COVID added on to, and like four false releases, right? Um, yeah. And then he also had a son, and then him and you know Iggy also broke up. Um, so I think a lot of people thought that that would be maybe covered in the album as well, which obviously it wasn't. And then on top of that, I think he said he was <laughs> delaying the project because he wanted to do a better job of showcasing his like hip-hop rapping technical ability or something um which i don't think came through at all on the project so i think maybe that was just a false rumor um but i think that just ties even more into this narrative where this album just like this train lost (laughs) lost its like direction a long time ago um i mean he still he was still one number one so maybe maybe the whole maybe the whole thought process is like yeah i got 24 songs i'm not really sure where it's going let's just drag this thing out apparently um but I mean, Maybe. did you listen to any of the leaks, right? Like, I mean, Kid Cudi, right, was yeah, obviously on there, but a different song. Right, right, right. But the song Kid Cudi was obviously an iconic moment for, for Cardi earlier oh, this sure. year when it leaked. And it's like crazy that it obviously hasn't found a home, at least on the standard edition release of the album. We still haven't seen any news. I mean, I think he mentioned that there was a deluxe coming on Twitter yeah. a couple of days ago. Um, no surprises there. And Cuddy, I think, also said there's a deluxe edition of Man of the Moon 3 coming, right? Right. So that he said that Cardi will... Right, we'll be on. So maybe we'll see how it manifests. But yeah, it's definitely definitely a disappointing project. Um, I think Speak put it well, but you 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 know you pointed out when your entire sound is based off gimmicks, right? Gimmicks and ad libs, right? I mean, how 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 much legs? How do long you have, can it last? Right? Yeah, 
Right. True. I mean, and I think, you know, we got carried on the last couple albums with the production, right? I mean, I think there was some mind-blowing production on those last couple projects. And this one has good productions, right? Uh, mostly handled by working on Dying from Philadelphia. Same dude, you know, dudes who blew up with Mad Ox, right. obviously back in the day. <laughs> and then did, you know, almost half the songs on Eternal Take. Um, and then, you know, they're also about half the songs here. But it definitely just feels like the same sounds that and you know, Uzi super, and everyone else has been pushing. Yeah, but even like more bass heavy, you know, like... Just yeah. like some of the songs, I'm like, I can't even hear it, bro. Like, what are you right. saying? You know, and right. I, I just wonder if it's one. Of the, if this is one of those projects that would have benefited from you know having been toured almost before released, right? Like, True. I think if you had heard these songs for the first time, you know, in a in a mosh pit with three thousand other people, you probably you probably oh, I remember that. Anyways, I kind of yeah, remember yeah. that <laughs> exactly. Whereas, like, once again, this is one of those projects, just like the future Uzi album, where it's like I'm sitting alone in my bedroom with headphones on listening to this like it's definitely not there's no atmosphere there's no energy there at all it's kind of just like you're you're really listening to probably bacardi for the first time like really listening <laughs> and thinking wow i'm not entirely sure uh what i'm getting behind right now <clears throat> but that being said i mean i think people are being overly negative about it as always on the internet i think yeah once again what was anybody really expecting <laughs> true from this no album? i mean not really sure but... i think he came through and delivered exactly what he advertised which was like you know i mean he's the king of mumble rap like it, it's basically just him like you know we've we've called everybody from uzi to yachty mumble rap but the only legitimate mumble rapper is playboy Cardi. this dude's <laughs> truly mumbling in the studio he really um, is he really and i think is. everyone who's like oh this album's trash or like whatever blah 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 the last albums you know were classics and this one's trash like if you thought either of those last albums were hip-hop classics then you're fooling yourself by thinking this one's like substantially worse i think right. the worst part is that it's just more of the same it just sounds like the leaks like they don't sound any better than the leaks i think you know at at me or whatever is like still one of my favorite songs on this album and i still think that's a good song it's a cool beat and everything and it, it delivers the whole cardi package um but yeah i mean 24 songs obviously excessive yeah but i also think what was i, I the name escapes me right now what was the last <laughs> album called die lit yeah die lit also got a really negative reception upon release i mean that one bombed sales wise um you know and this one obviously performed much better so i think you kind of got to see how it shakes out I mean, I think Dialit's now re- regarded as an underground classic for whatever reason, and there are some good songs on there. So I think, you know, Playboy Cardi's music isn't exactly like you listen to it once and you're you're hooked on it. It's one of those things where I think it's going to take time for the underground to decide what songs shake out, which ones don't, but we'll see. Um, who knows? I mean, the, the guys had a... I mean, and speaking of... I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, but the Iggy Azalea t- Twitter rampage about Cardi, did you read all this stuff? I mean, I feel like I saw some of it, but I definitely didn't like read the whole thing. I mean, just the whole thing's crazy, right? And I mean, obviously, it's unclear what it's really happening there at all, right? With their relationship, I mean, she's airing them out for playing PS Five, even though PS Five hadn't come out yet. Like, just a bunch of bunch of weird things in that in that Twitter rant, but all around a lot of, a lot of drama around this release as well. Um, yeah, for sure, <clears throat> for sure. But well, enough of Playboy Cardi. Uh, an album that I actually did enjoy thoroughly uh, was Lil Durk's The Voice. So obviously the the single The Voice came out like late last year. Um, yeah, the I week think... after, two weeks after the Drake collab came out, right? It was, it yeah, was after yeah, that, it was but... like late summer, I feel like. So um, this was the full-length pro- project. And I mean, he, he kind of dropped this with really barely little to no notice. Um, but, you know, it's got... The singles, The Voice and Stay Down, the one with uh, Black and Young Thug, are dope. I like Backdoor. 
are like still trapping yeah, uh the king the king von one and yeah, i actually really i really liked the one with uh ynw melly uh free jamel i i mean yet. yeah no i really enjoyed that so but i mean overall like it's just solid what you'd expect from from little dirk really yeah it's interesting i think i mean he was really trying to set himself up for some kind of mainstream success with this project you know i mean He's obviously been talking a lot of smack online. Yeah. He's been going at it with Six Nine and all these dudes. And it's like, man, I don't know if Lil Durk's cut out for like mainstream success. You know, he makes he makes good music. I like Lil Durk's music. Yeah, but it's not the kind of music you're going to hear on radio outside of no. out of Chicago outside. or Atlanta or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. <clears throat> and I mean, I think he's he posted the other day that like he's not doing a show for less than was it was it two hundred k or two two fifty? Oh, really? It might have been. It might have even been more. He was like, yeah, I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing shows for less than this. And I was like, that's a big number. Like, that's a all big right. number. I mean, maybe, we'll, I guess. We'll see I if the know. demand is there, but that's a big number. That's some like Mumford and Sons numbers right yeah, there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just Mumford and Sons and Little Dirk right yeah, there. It's back to back set. Lockstep. Lockstep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll keep it moving here. Another. So this was an interesting one. Uh, and I... You know, you know me. I'm not a TikTok guy, uh, but Pop Hunna has that song Adderall, which is the Corvette, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, Corvette, Corvette. You know, TikTok <laughs> dance, right? Um, but uh, he he actually dropped his full project that that song is like the single off of on Christmas Day as well. Um, and I mean, so he's got two Uzi songs on there, and obviously that's Adderall, mm. and then the other one is Takeoff Remix, and those are like very uzi inspired songs right like from the yeah. beat to the delivery everything um but the rest of it i thought was kind of interesting he he kind of really reminds me of uh little tj um interesting. And so it was, it was just very kind of different than what i was anticipating because obviously i don't know anything about this guy prior really fair um except he's got the tiktok song but he's from he's from north philly too but i i definitely okay, enjoyed word. that project a lot i mean it's, it's always crazy that i mean philadelphia is like kind of getting a shine right now with the tip hop right? wave, which is super interesting. Um, yeah, no, for I, sure. I mean, I don't even know if anyone really acknowledges that Uzi's from Philly, you know, like, I don't think like Philadelphia is never like in the, you know, in the running for even like, you know, a, a new era of hip hop, right? It's still Atlanta. It's just, yeah. Chicago, you just attribute it to Memphis. Meek, I feel like when you think right, Philadelphia, right. you think Meek. Right. Um, and yeah, I feel like, you know, Uzi obviously takes a lot of sound from, from that Atlanta scene, especially, but, I mean, it's cool to see that he's inspired like a wave of rappers in Philadelphia to kind of, you know, I don't know. I think they're pushing the sound in a, in a new direction for sure. No, for <laughs> sure. So they, yeah, that's a, that's a mud baby by pop Hunter. So check that out for sure. And then, uh, two more projects that I really enjoyed. One was bat boy EP by, uh, the holiday. Um, he, that thank you's the single, which is cool. And then I really enjoyed the first one, which is nobody, um, and then actually the fifth track icon produced, um, Batgirl, those are probably my two favorites, but this is cool. And I mean, obviously this dude's been kind of crushing it. He's all over the place right. right now. So, um, thought that was solid little EP. It's only six songs. So super quick listen. Uh, and then young pinch also dropped another, uh, oh, project, yeah, which I think I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed this one more than the last one because the last one, like literally every song except for maybe one or two was a single. Um, right. So this just had more, I guess, like new content um, than, than before. So I, I definitely enjoyed this more than his last project, but that's, that's called washed ashore. So 
clever name. I mean, he's Keep the beach boy, bro. Yeah. He, he's yeah. the beach boy, bro. Beach boy in the summer. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously yeah. Josie's missing this week, so <clears throat> hopefully she'll be on next week to update what she's been listening to over break. Probably the new Justin Bieber single, if we had to guess. Um, but while she's been listening to that, um, let's see. I've got a few projects I've been listening to in the last couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of these are older from from November or earlier in December. Um, but Brood Dog by Xavier Wolf also drops on Christmas Day, I believe. Um, and it's a collaboration between him and Quentin Lamb. Um, but overall, it's a, it's a cool project. It definitely sounds a little bit like they recorded it in a closet in their apartment, um, and which is a possibility that that is ent- entirely the case. But it definitely lacks some of the, um, I don't know, some of the professionalism that some of his other other projects have. I feel like with the yeah, vocal mixing sure. specifically, the vocals really sounds like they were, yeah, unmixed essentially. Uh, but it's still a cool album. I mean, I was gonna I say I kind of like yeah, I kind of like that raw sound from him though a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely you very know? different. Lawless screaming, you know, it's definitely a yeah. more mellow album from Xavier Wolf in general. So definitely recommend checking it out um, if you're into that kind of, I don't know, <laughs> what, what do you would call that scene? I mean, they're from Memphis, you know, but it, it is an L.A. sound. It is kind of Memphis, I guess. Juicy J. A little bit, yeah. Mafia. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, strongly recommend checking him out. Um, Key dropped a new album also around Christmas, uh, The Alpha Jerk. I mean, overall, I, I really like this project. And he's been, I mean, he's been putting out consistent projects for two or three years now. Um, but it feels like he really sat down and, and they did some serious mixing on this one. Um, seven, seven, seven with Kenny beats back in 2017 was, was like a restart for keys career. I feel like, you know, cause I mean, he was a huge, he was part of two nine back in the day. And then he had a huge impact as a solo artist. You know, he worked a lot with McConan as well. Um, and then, you know, seven, 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 I feel like kind of helped launch Kenny beats solo career. Sure. Um, and then also kind of put key back on the map. Then the project after that, uh boys is I, that boys don't cry well the sorry. the project was i love you say it back and that was say it back that was early last year um right. so, i was gonna i was I gonna ask project, how you yeah. i did too so i was gonna ask how you thought this one compares it's different you know i i what's the name i love you say it back i love you say it back it's hard to say it out loud um and no <laughs> comma either back. bad punctuation no <laughs> comma just one line <laughs> i love you say um, it back it's, they're very different projects. I mean, that, that project's cool because it feels so underground, right? It feels so, like, just raw. Um, this project feels a lot more professional, a lot more thought out. Um, but, I mean, it's still key. I mean, it's still got the funny lyrics. Yeah. So does the singing thing. Um, it's all there. But it definitely feels like they had a budget for this one, which is interesting, I think. Um, for sure. But we'll see what the last... I mean, I think dropping it the last week of December is, in my personal opinion, an awful idea. Um, kind of so, tough, yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, it just gets drowned out. Like, no one's checking the news that week um so you know we'll see but hopefully that gets some more looks um and the last album that i think dropped that week as well was proud of me now by chef g <clears throat> i think uh, i included a couple of songs on the medium rare play- playlist update i did last week um but i mean the dude can rap i think soul sam put me on to chef g right uh yeah i mean i feel like i don't know if it was directly sam that put me onto him either but i know sam's a big chef g fan for sure yeah um and i think i had a couple at least no i think i had a. um anyone i threw on on, on my last place update but yeah. yeah no this was a sweet project yeah no negotiations hot proud of me now hot yeah um definitely has that like kind of like rough southern hip-hop sounds um so yeah i mean if you're into like jeezy or anything like that i would definitely check I, this out as well. i actually think that tiptoe song is the first song i ever heard because it's got that oh really super creepy sample from like insidious <laughs> that's like yeah. tiptoe through the window <laughs> <laughs> like that's definitely the first chef g song i ever heard and i was like what is this 
Um, that's incredible. <laughs> um, but uh, and then some other projects I've been listening to recently um, include Insomnia, which is a collab project from Skepta, Chip, and Young Young Ads or Young ADZ. I'm not sure um, out of London, but just it's a really solid grind project. Um, some dope bars, really like the beats. Um, probably the one of the better grind projects I've heard in the last month or two. <clears throat> but strongly recommend checking that out if you're a Skepta fan. Uh, especially because I feel like it flew kind of under the radar. Like I, you know, I follow Skepta on all socials. I think he posted about this a couple times, but, um, but yeah, I don't think I ever ever really saw much about it until I didn't uh, even really week. know that he dropped it until this today when you were like, when did that Skepta project <laughs> come out? And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like everybody probably stepped on this one, so I definitely recommend checking that out. And the other one is uh, Zaloopers, who signed to Danny Brown's sub or imprint over. I can't remember. Maybe they're at Epic or something. Uh, Valley of Life, which I think is really dope. Um, so Loopers had like used to be known for like putting like porpoise sounds in his in his uh, songs, and you know, it's like probably senior year of college back in 2017. I actually ended up at a, like a Zlooper show in like a loft somewhere in downtown LA, and he was just like cranking on that porpoise sound effect during the set, and everyone was like, "What are we doing? What? Where is <laughs> yeah, where what are is we? this guy doing? God, maybe that was like 2015." Um, but either way, uh, this project is really dope. I mean, in the past, I think he's relied a lot on Shock Factor, a lot of, like early Danny Brown or early Tyler Creator. But this project, I mean, he's really spitting. He's really talking about his home life and everything. He has really, really dope production. Um, he still kind of has like a weird cadence where he like is not on the beat at all, but not in like in a blue face way where it feels like an accident. Like he has this crazy <laughs> flow where he can hop on and off the beat, kind of like kind of like Jay Z on like Reasonable Doubt or the Blueprint. Um, so I definitely recommend checking that project out if you're kind of in like Earl or any of the weird like off kilter hip hop that's out there right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you are interested in any of that music, I'd strongly recommend checking out our playlist, uh, Medium Rare, which I updated last week. Uh, you can find that on our Instagram or on our website and Dak Wave Radio. Um, to go to updated last week as well. Soon. Yep, updated last week. There we go. Um, so we've you know thrown all the hits on there. Uh, but yeah, you want to take us into the Michelin McDonald's? Yeah, let's do it. So obviously this is just going to be a discussion between amongst the two of us here, which is fine. We know how this works. If the song's hot, you would deem that Michelin. And if it's something you could live without, McDonald's. So uh, we got five songs here today. First one is Good Days by SZA. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think she bodied this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the beat's dope. 100%. She bodied it. I mean, I'm not like a diehard SZA fan by any means, so I'm not sure if it'll make an add to my playlist. Uh, but it's definitely a Michelin track, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, it was like everyone was reposting this like all over the yeah. place. So yeah, this one like... would have been hard to miss. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right, great Michelin. But real fast, is this so? Her last album was Control, right? There hasn't been anything since Control. Mm-mm. No, it's been a minute. But, she, but I, but she did like two songs on the Black Panther soundtrack, right? She, uh, she was definitely featured on all the stars. A or something. few, I think she was yeah. featured on a few of them. <clears throat> um, then was there another single, or is this the first? There was another single that was a couple. It was like two months yeah. ago. Okay, that's but I can't think so. of the name of it off the top of my head. But she did have one like two months ago. It was the one with Ty Dolla Sign. Yes, right. And and so hopefully this is a sign that TD is moving back into releasing music, right? Because yeah. if if Sis is actually going to roll out now, right? Hopefully we see her project sometime by the end of Q1. That means another top dog artist can hopefully crank out something by the summer, right? Right. Because I mean, we know Isai Rashad submitted an album. We know Absol submitted an album. We have no idea what Kendrick's doing, but I assume he probably submitted an album, started redoing an album, <laughs> given all the events of 2020. Hopefully right. that one's near finishing as well. I assume Schoolboy Q <clears throat> has got something, something something done, right? So it's like, we've got so many. Oh, I think Sir did drop right before COVID hit. Um, 
Yeah, he, his that album was party a, was like yeah fall 2019 maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, and so we've got. <laughs> I mean, he could be ready to drop again. <laughs> I guess it's been a year, so it's like, man, I, hopefully this is a sign that Top Dog and and everyone over there is letting up a little bit on uh <laughs> on the releases. I guess we could probably tune into Clubhouse and hear them talk about it. Yeah, dude, to. right? Seriously. Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, next up. All the Smoke, Tyler Yahweh, Gunna, and Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, so I think we discussed this a little bit earlier, but it really sounds like it should be on the Fast and Furious soundtrack. And the, I'm not and sure the art kind of looks like it, it too. But the art, I mean, the music video, or whatever, the lyric the, video I just all watched. The, well, and all the trillers, like he, he, he was posting like his, you know, triller of it. And it's just like yeah. them blowing out donuts, like in front of the, what's that ball tower in Dallas? And then like in a yeah, tunnel in the Dallas. Wolfgang like, Puck. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, why the hell oh, are they Tyler, there? And is Tyler Yahweh no, he's from, from Orlando. Dallas. He's from Orlando. He's from Orlando. I mean, Post is from Dallas, obviously. And like they're boys. Right, but he but, lives in Utah. Right. I mean, and then on New Year's Eve, he was doing the uh, undisclosed location in LA for the Bud Light seltzer, like right. stream thing. So right, right. yeah, I mean, he's, he's not in Dallas. Like I, I just That's was so like, I was like, Oh, I've, I've been to all these places. They're just doing <laughs> blowouts and a bunch of nice cars, but yeah. I mean, it, this must have been. I mean, especially because Wiz Khalifa is on it, right? I mean, it feels like this must have been. I, it's weird though because obviously, or I guess not, maybe obvious, but Warner Brothers music, Atlantic Records usually handles the Fast and Furious soundtrack. Wiz is signed over there, I think. Tyler is signed to Epic, and Post is signed to Republic. Um, so it's obviously a bunch of weird stuff going on there. But in general, I, I'm just not. I'm not clear why this. I mean, the song should definitely be on the Fast and Furious soundtrack. Um, and it's. Deluxe. I mean, Fast Nine hasn't come out yet. But yeah, the fast the fast nine soundtrack's out already, so we'll see. I guess, but <laughs> seemed weird to me. I like the song though; the song's cool. But yeah, okay, that's that's what I was really getting at. Did you like the song? Yeah, <laughs> I like the song. Yeah, but it's okay. just watching it. It's like this has to be a Fast and Furious song. No, I agree, yeah. and the album art too. Uh, yeah. Next up, Sorry, uh, Tokyo's Revenge, and Twenty Four K Gold. Yeah, this is dope. Um, I think Tokyo Revenge is cool. Uh, I think we had a song of his on here earlier this year, or maybe it was just on Medium Rare, um, Good Morning Tokyo, which is a totally different kind of song, in all fairness. Very it's different. much more of a uh, bass-heavy kind of yelling track. Um, yeah. But I like the song a lot. Um, this is dope. and I mean, 24K Golden is always good to see collabing with other people, so <clears throat> cool to see here. I'm curious to see how it came together, maybe, but uh, I'm a fan for sure. What about you? No, for sure. This is I've been. This is one of the ones that I've been bumping probably like the most over the last yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I've got it on my playlist, but I've just been. I've been ripping this song. I really like just the hook. Um, yeah, from Twenty Four K Golden. But I like the video too. I just watched it. Yeah. Uh, next up, part of the game. Fifty Cent and Ali Choppa. Fifty's looking hefty in the video. Yeah, I think I'd probably throw this at McDonald's. Um, yeah, I just thought it was like a weird. <laughs> I thought it was uh, a funny like. I don't know. Just like to see those two it, names funny, next to each other. Sure. I'm like, whoo, what? <laughs> and for the context, this is for Power 3 or Power Book 3. Um, so for the TV show, that, that 50 Cent bankrolls on stars, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's an okay song, you know, but it's definitely a song where it's like, I mean, I don't know, like 50 Cent has released amazing songs, right? And this one's just somewhere in the middle of the pack, probably. I think Emily Choppa has a dope verse. Um, I, I agree. I kind of liked his verse. But it takes yeah. like two and a half minutes to get to Annalie Choppa, you know? So um, it kind of just. The other... Sorry. Right. It was, what is it, Riley something? Right. Yeah. Riley, Riley Lanes or something. Riley Lanes might be the backing tracks. She's dope too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just kind of thought of like cent. 
the slow paced 50 cent him just rolling down the street in the car in the music video i was like oh this kind of feels like old 50 cent like yeah a little bit but it's just not you know (laughs) yeah no wow so yeah we can toss that one in the trash and then the last one uh is columbia by uh ag club which i think i kind of slept on them for a little bit but i just like the week of christmas i think kind of found myself watching all their videos and stuff on youtube but i think they're so super dope uh group yeah they they don't have that many songs out right no, so they have like the one project and then they've got the the Memphis remix with NLE Chapa and ASAP Ferg and then this song that just right, dropped most Ferg, recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's super cool. Like, I, I kind of think they have like, I mean, de- definitely just off the bat reminds you of like Brock, Brockhampton, especially when you like watch their videos and there's yeah. all these people that continue to be They're involved blue. that aren't, well, th- yes, that that is an <laughs> alien, but um, right. yes, I guess the blue thing, what... Not, not necessarily what I'm getting at, but like, you know, it's like all the people that are involved in like their production and kind of like yep. their creative direction are all in the videos and stuff like that. So like they strung, like the energy very much reminds me of Brockhampton. How many, how many guys are there in AG club? I think it's like four dudes that actually rap. It's four. Yeah. Um, but it's, which is less obviously than Brockhampton, but like, it's just, there's, I don't know, like in some of those videos, I feel like it's like eight or nine dudes that seem to consistently yeah. kind of be in there and i think it it, ag stands for like avant-garde so they're the avant-garde club that they started like i think at their high schools or local high schools near each other in the in the bay area so right i think i think they're dope um i I think this song's dope i I listen i've listened to the project i think we had a couple other songs on medium rare um either late in 2019 early in 2022 um i just think like the the vibe i get from all these groups right brockhampton or ag club or um there's been a couple other over the years. It's like, they all just feel like very immature when they're all together. You know what I mean? Like, or even, um, what was the group? Uh, Corbett Corday and everyone was in YBN. Right? Uh, YBN. It's just like, and it's fun. Like the, the projects are fun. It's good music. And they are, they are young. They're younger than I am at least. So, I mean, that's totally fair, but it's like, it's always whenever they break and they go solo someday. Right. And they're like, Oh man, these guys can really spit. And like, now they have a full canvas. that can tell a story rather than being stuck on like one verse of a song. Right. Or For sure. two verses of a song even, <clears throat> but they're dope. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, gonna definitely keep an eye on them over the next couple years and see where they go Uh, i mean especially because i mean the bay area obviously like huge in the 90s huge in the big in the late 80s um definitely had a moment in the early 2000s but it definitely feels like recently that you know the bay area hasn't been doing anything super crazy numbers wise right like 24k golden it's probably the the most recent big artist to come out of the bay area i think he was like the first i i kind of feel like he posted that he was the first artist from san francisco to go number one yeah, Which is kind of wild to think about, but yeah, right. I think first first hip hop artist from San Francisco. No, that's that's probably yes, more realistically yeah. what the actual stat uh, was. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's definitely good to see more people coming out of there. Obviously, I mean, you have like too short and everybody, uh, yeah, the pack, Lil B. <laughs> There's plenty of history in the Bay, but for sure, definitely just supporting more and more people coming out of there, especially younger, um, especially with the cost of living. I mean, it feels like there's so much tension there you know what i mean in that like pacific northwest portion of the united states i feel like there's so much potential for to hear more voices especially young ones from that area yeah so no definitely agree uh well we can roll it into the news here so first first point uh obviously last last week tail end of last week uh rolling into new year's new year's eve uh mf doom passed away so rip to mf doom for sure i feel like that was it was just a bizarre like uh, way that it was announced like you texted me and 
it was like I'm in. I was like, what? what if? Wait, what? What is? I mean, I was like, I just remember. Yeah, I'm just on Instagram. Like, I see the post. I'm like, what? I'm like, is this? You know, <laughs> what is this post? Like, it's worded very vaguely, right? It yeah. says transitions. You know, at first I thought, you know, maybe he transitioned gender, and then it's like, oh no, maybe his wife died, and they published her letter to him, right? Because he tweeted on December twelfth. Um, yeah. his account tweeted on December 12th, a fire emoji, nothing crazy, but a fire emoji was tweeted. So I was like, I mean, I was thinking, no way he died two months before that in October. That'd be weird that someone would tweet from his account, but obviously it turns out that he did in fact, you know, die sometime earlier this year, which is crazy. Um, but I definitely respect him taking the time to, to keep that private and, and deal with that, especially because his son had passed away earlier on as well. Um, so I mean, definitely super rough for his wife. But yeah, I mean, what a weird like two hours. It was like everyone's like, "What is going on? Like, is this real? Like, I mean, and he's notorious, right, for for doing not doing this specifically, but but for but being kind of like kind of like switching you know, his identity or his mantra, and switching his like, yeah, exactly yeah, like, the identity, and also messing with people, right? Like sending out the duplicates at his shows, right? The imposters, uh, just announcing things and never following up on them. So, you know, everyone was a little, I think, hesitant to to fully, uh, you know, admit that he was that he had passed away. Um, until a little later on when, when the label and everyone uh, confirmed it. But uh, I mean, I feel like I was a huge MF Doom fan in high school. It's probably a phase that a lot of people will go through, but I feel like, the, you know, the pathway for me was like, uh, you know, fell in love with Kanye pretty early on, right? Got into Wu-Tang Clan at some point um, from Wu-Tang Clan, you know, got into Biggie, got into Jay-Z and everyone. And then, you know, from there, I think that's right when Odd Future started to get big, right? Got really into Earl. We kind of looked at their influences, right? It's a lot of that early Eminem, MF, yeah. MF Doom, definitely. <clears throat> Um, definitely played a big role coming up. And I mean, I listened to uh, Food mm, Food again recently, and I mean, the album's perfect, probably. Um, it, I mean, it's just crazy how the guy, and I think Danny Brown said this a couple of days ago, but it's crazy how, or no, sorry, this is an interview from a couple of years ago, but the, he reposted a couple of days ago. But he pointed out how, like, until he had heard, um, I can't remember if it was Mad Villainy or, or Food, but, um, or maybe it was Operation Doomsday, whatever. He, he like you, a lot of people didn't realize that you could release a rap album without any hooks. You know what I mean? Like, you right. didn't have to. You didn't have to spit a sixteen bar verse and then have a hook or a you know another artist on a hook or a catchy hook, right? Like he created anti radio music, yeah, uh, which I think is a huge deal. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I think that's <laughs> like I think that has converged with you know the Jay Zs of the era, right? And and created you know what contemporary hip hop is, which is definitely a lot more avant garde than a lot of that nineties two thousand hip hop was. Um, so I definitely think he's responsible for a lot of that. <clears throat> um, and also fun fact, if you have Apple music, I don't know about Spotify, but there's a remastered version of operation doomsday on there, which I was about to good. say, yeah, no, I, yeah. I've been bumping that the last couple of days for sure. Yeah. But. Sounds really, really good. So definitely, definitely, uh, recommend checking out MF doom if you haven't ever before. Um, you know, I think both Spotify and Apple music have a MF doom essentials playlist yep. or a best of playlist out there. So always a good place to start. Um, you know, Mad Villainy is Mad Lib and MF Doom's collaborative project. I think if you're a friend, you know, if you're a Freddie Gibbs fan or whatever, any kind of whatever other things Mad Lib's doing these days, definitely check out Mad Villainy if you haven't already. <clears throat> um, but yeah, overall, definitely a bummer. I mean, he was only yeah. 49. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I mean, super, super young. I mean, did it, did they ever like even sit, like, did they say the cause of death? Like, no, I don't think they have yet. I don't think they have <laughs> so. either. Well, um, so definitely curious, but I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, you might, you might not have been the most healthy guy in the world either. So I have no idea, um, but it's crazy. I mean, if you go on Twitter or on Reddit or anywhere, you can read about some of the stuff he was doing even back in the late nineties, you know, he was just living out in Brooklyn 
Um, and you know, he was just producing beats for anybody. Like he was selling beats for like a hundred bucks back then. Yeah. You get a NMF doom beat, you know what I mean? So, um, definitely crazy. The kind of culture that he had kind of created despite, you know, never being like a top 40 artist. I mean, I'm not even sure if any of his projects have really ever charted, you know, probably, I mean, probably not, but also, I mean, too, you know, like being born in London, I'm sure he's influenced like a yeah. ton of overseas kids too. like definitely true to, to yeah, pursue and chase that dream. I was reading an article how it's like, you know, the way everyone found MF Doom was like all word of mouth. You know what I mean? Like, right. Cause there's no, no other way to find him, Right. I mean, he didn't have a marketing budget or anything. So, you know, if you had heard about MF Doom before the like 2010, odds are, you, you know, you had a friend tell you who found out from another friend who found out from another friend. You know what I mean? It was never like now with Twitter and everything, obviously people can find these things or this Buzzfeed list, like whatever, right. <laughs> you know, best underground hip hop album, best 25 Buzzfeed. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just a crazy influence overall, I think. Um, so all right, people legend here. for sure. Yeah. Straight up. Uh, well, we'll keep it rolling with a couple, a uh, couple more legends going at it in the, in the headlines. So Snoop Dogg and Eminem, I guess have been, having this back and forth that I guess stems from essentially Snoop Dogg earlier last year, like I think kind of like tail end of the summer basically said that he was Eminem was not in his top 10 rappers of all time. And then recently on the music to be murdered to B sides, Eminem dissed Snoop Dogg and he went on uh, basically on shade four five. They had like a new year's Eve special or whatever, where he yeah. kind of like broke down all of the songs and while he was breaking down the line where he dissed Snoop, he was like, well, basically, you know, I didn't care that he left me out of his top 10, but it was, he was asked then later by someone else or on the breakfast club or somewhere else that he was like, you know, I can live without Eminem's music. And he, Eminem's kind of like, bro, like we've got some, we've got some big time songs <laughs> together. Like, I don't really know where this is coming from, but yeah, I mean, I just thought it was like super interesting. Like, obviously we've talked on here that Eminem is definitely not where he once was, but like, I mean, to say you live without Eminem's music is probably yeah, just yeah. not true. Um, right. I would agree. I mean, I definitely like at some point you probably listen to music to be murdered by again. I listened to it from the first release, just, just the A side, I guess. Yeah. Whatever you the call first it. one. Yeah. Didn't love it. I mean, it's definitely, it would definitely seem like a, a mark improvement versus uh, Kamikaze. Marshall Mathers LP. Well, that and Marshall Mathers LP too. Yeah. Um, before that but I, I mean i still like he still like isn't really talking about anything so i mean this interests me a little bit because i'm wondering i mean is this a diss like where he actually says that or does he just mention it like for a, one bar where he's like rhyming seven or eight different consonants yeah no that's what that's what it is but okay. it's it's not like it's not a full full length diss track on snoop dogg okay. Um, well, I mean, that interests me less for sure. But it's, I yeah. mean, it's one of those things where it's like, man, you don't see Jay-Z <laughs> doing this stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, stacking he's doing his up, own like Stacking luxury. up baby disses. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I wish these dudes would either like either rap about it or just call each other, you know, because it's not like they couldn't do either one. I mean, Snoop right. Dogg's still releasing music. Eminem's releasing music. Rap about it. And then they both definitely have each other's like emails or something. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, they definitely have each other's phone numbers. Yeah, if they have phones, I, I don't mean, know. Like half these dudes are like, we don't have phones, so I assume Snoop Dogg is a phone. But, um, but yeah, he's got like, phones, man. <laughs> it's like why would Eminem just call him, man? Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. No, I feel that to certain. I mean, it's just sure. exhausting to hear two people who neither one of them are releasing like particularly relevant music like, going at each other. each other, yeah, to like sell more records or whatever this is. Like, it just doesn't yeah. feel like a. This isn't like Jay Z Nas, right? In like two thousand one or whatever. This is like, this is just exhausting um, a little bit and it's it 
I mean, it reminds me of the Kanye Jay Z beef over the last like couple of years, right? But at least that's felt like there there have been discussions in private. You know what I mean? And that also runs a lot deeper, whatever that is for sure. Yeah. But you're definitely right. I mean, Snoop Dogg and Eminem made a bunch of music together. I mean, they have they have a good amount of tracks together. Um, I mean, Bitch Please too, classic, right? Like, I, I just yeah, definitely makes you wonder what's going on here. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, you mentioned Jay Z. Someone else compared themselves to Jay Z. Uh, earlier this week so thug young thug was on uh basically the bar crazy interview super crazy super (laughs) crazy i watched the whole thing i was like this is because i just saw this is like the headline i'm "I'm gonna listen to this thing but yeah crazy interview uh it was on like barstool's million dollars worth of game uh podcast Mm. but he basically thug says that you know when he does an arena show he's got 30 to 40 songs that when performing the arena everyone in the in the arena knows every word and he goes, Jay-Z doesn't even have that many. And I think one of the dudes, Gilly, goes, well, he's got a lot, though. Like, And he was like, okay, he like took a step back and was like, I'm not saying I've got more than Jay-Z. I was just saying, like, not a lot of people can say what right. I can say, right? Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm scared to perform songs that everyone doesn't know every word to. And, right. I mean, I just, I mean, do you think he has 40 I songs mean- that... 60,000 people know all the words to? I mean, how many arena shows has Young Thug played? I don't like, I have well, to ask it's that. It's like, what, it, what is an Any? arena? I, I mean, I mean, arena, like a basketball op- arena, right? Yeah. I mean, he's probably opened. Mm-hmm. He's performed with saw? a lot of people. I mean, maybe like a jingle ball or something. Like, I, 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 I mean, think like, the last time I saw him was in, in Dallas at uh, Jambalaya in the parking lot. Yeah. Festivals. I've no, I know. I don't. I've, I've never. I've never seen him in arena personally. I mean, because I saw him perform with uh, Travis Scott, right? At uh, yeah, their, their club Nokia or whatever. No, the the Novo, whatever it's called now. That was obviously not an arena. That's like twenty five hundred people. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's just rolling festivals. <clears throat> um, no, I don't think. First of all, that he could sell, you know, twenty thousand tickets in most markets. There definitely are some he could. Um, but not alone, obviously. I think you know he'd be with other people. Um, but second of all, no. I mean, I don't think I know. I don't think I know words to thirty. That young, I mean, massive. Young I fan. I looked. 30? I looked after this, and I was like, oh, sh- I kind of forgot about this one. But I mean, yeah, we're. I mean, you and I listen to a lot of music. Like, we're, I, you, I've got to just look thirty songs. Twenty thousand guys like you and me in one city going in there. That is gonna. That concert is gonna skew male for sure. Oh, for sure. Maybe twenty. <laughs> maybe twenty or thirty songs. I. I that said but. maybe thirty. I said maybe thirty. Forty seems like a stretch. But I mean, who else? Who else do you think could like legitimately make that claim? I mean, Jay Z for sure. Yeah, agree. <laughs> On top, Kanye. I think Mac could have made Weezy, that same claim. Drake. Yeah, Wayne for sure. Drake, Travis Scott, obviously. Um, J Cole. J. Maybe. Cole for sure. Kendrick uh, for sure. I mean, I think uh, Rena. Um, God, I mean, I think Rock, A$AP Rocky maybe. Um, 30, I mean, 40 seems obviously Maybe 20. Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> maybe 20. Um, he would, the buddy? problem is he wouldn't play 30 to well, 40 for songs sure. that people would know. None of these people would play a 30-song show. I mean, that's a mass, That's a long show. That's like two hours straight of music. Like no... No breaks, no. I mean, I haven't been to that many two-hour 
plus long hip hop yeah. sets. I mean, Drake kind of does it though, because he does the Drake does it. montage. Kanye does it. Bang, 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 yeah. bang, like the yeah. hooks basically for does 20 it, songs right? back like, to I mean, back to back to back. They do it, but I mean, I don't I don't see Young Thug doing a 40 song set. I mean, in, in all fairness, so Young Thug sets are just the first like 45 seconds of every song cuts it before the second hook and then starts the next track. Um, every time I've seen it, he, he's done that. It's like, I really like the second verse on that song, dude. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe I mean, that's I why think, he's that's how he's cutting it. Man. I mean, God, he probably has more than two chains, right? Uh, it's probably fairly close, but probably more. Twenty One Savage, you think? Dude, yeah, that everyone knows all the words to. Yeah, I don't know. Twenty One Savage to sell more records, <laughs> like way more records. <laughs> what about like Trippy Red? Like I, I would say no until we went to that concert at the House of Blues, and like those kids knew every word. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's you know, I mean trippy yeah trippy red those kids did know every word to all of those songs. juice world obviously I think yeah. I don't know about thirty songs but I don't yeah I mean I don't know if he had thirty songs but had he had thirty songs that it would you know if he had been around for fifteen years ten yeah. years I definitely think you want to talk about fun. annoying things that trippy red does future in con no that oh future probably yeah no but tr- annoying things that trippy red does like you're saying thug just cuts the second verse every time. Trippy yeah, Red drops awesome. the beat out of every single yeah. song and does an acapella. Yeah. And you're like, oh, dude, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. why? Like every single song. Even even Dark Knight demo, he only did like a minute of. It's like, dude. dude it's like, what else I don't want to hear this song with no bass. Right. <laughs> yeah, not that good at singing, man. Um, Lil Baby, you think? Uh, does he have 30 I don't know that he has 30 songs. I mean, how many that song, that album had like twenty five songs? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's almost there. Yeah, but I don't think everyone knows all the words to all those songs, dude. I don't know. That's he's he sold like two point five million copies of that. Um, I think a lot of people know that, probably more than anybody else. I mean, I think there's, I, like, if you were gonna tier rappers, right? I think Young Thug somewhere in the B to C tier, not on quality, but just in terms of popularity, right? Like, I think there's a fair amount of people who are gonna be in that A tier, right? Of like, right, essentially legends, right? The B tier of, I think, probably aspiring, like the J. Cole tier, whatever you want to call that tier. Like, I think anyone in A tier has been touring for at least 20 years, basically, right? Like, you have to have been on a tour for 20 years. The second tier is everyone who probably will get there, but, you know, probably broke around the Drake era. And then, you know, you have the C tier, which I think is around where I'd put Young Thug in, who's like, I mean, he's another underground legend, right? Yeah. He's really not charting that well, right? But I think just like Doom or someone, you you know, you're gonna look back and say this dude had an immeasurable influence on how people for react. sure <laughs> like which was also a cool part of that whole thing that whole interview yeah was just him talking about this that is, this is the same interview where he talked about his thing with wayne too right with the tattoo yeah. the little wayne mm-hmm. tattoo yeah the whole thing was weird super weird i mean yeah it was definitely a bizarre hour yeah but it was entertaining I mean, he's a weird dude I, i'm impressed he got him on there um oh for sure it <laughs> doesn't feel like he does very many interviews so no he doesn't i don't think he likes him um, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> I mean, it's like I think people got really mad at him for the Jay Z thing, but like I, I don't think he meant that like maliciously. Like it's just no, example, no, he didn't. No, I mean? and like, then he even immediately was like, I don't mean it like that. Yeah, you, you just yeah, it's a it's a it's figurative language. Like if you listen to his music, you're like he doesn't really mean any of the things he's saying. No, he's just no. he's just kind of saying things as as they come to him. So for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, well, I mean, all you. Oh, I was going to say on a slightly more serious note here, a um, couple news stories about, you know, 
kind of some legal troubles. Uh, first is that the two teen suspects in Pop Smoke's murder case are actually have been deemed eligible uh, for the death penalty, which is kind of wild. Especially yeah, like, it's, is, does California have the death penalty? I think so. California, I, I think every state has the death penalty. In, yeah, there is. So. It's definitely in California, bro. In some capacity. Uh, I think it's state level. It's, yeah, it's legal I, I'm in saying 29 I, states. Okay, is California one of them? Uh, honestly, it's one sec. I got to I'm sure it is. I mean, if they're it's got for it, it must I mean, be. it has to be right. But I mean, I don't know. I, it's just one of those things that's like super kind of sad to yeah. see because obviously, California like this is. was some gang affiliation initiation thing that. Just like I mean, they were supposed to go rob Pop Smoke and fucking not to get hyper political, but like yeah. I don't. I mean, I think that capital punishment in general is pretty pretty flawed. Like I don't think I necessarily condone the death penalty in almost any situation um, at all. So I think it's definitely seems premature. I mean, they're up for the death penalty. I certainly hope they don't receive the death penalty. I know a bunch right. of people on the internet think they should die or whatever, but I I just think like. <laughs> The reality of that is so much more impactful than anyone could, right. could ever like wrap your you know, head around contemplate right. until you're on death row, you right. know. And then it's very a very sudden, um, <clears throat> I mean, just a ridiculous idea even that our government can put people to death. Um, yeah, I, I saw a movie about it, which I strongly recommend, and I'm just trying to remember. Was it called Clemency? I think. I saw it at Sundance it, last year. Oh, is it? Is it yeah. out? So, yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, it's about a woman who's a prison warden where they where they do executions and just kind of like the mental toll it takes on everybody involved. Um, yeah. It's really dark. It's really it won yeah. best drama at Sundance. Yeah, I mean, it was an excellent movie, but I think everyone agreed that it was too dark to actually like put in theaters. Um, not dark in like violent sense. It's just such a depressing topic, right? To cover. For sure, dude. Uh, but I, I strongly recommend checking it out if you are interested in, in the death penalty at all, because I just think it does a good job of illustrating, you know, how taxing that can be on, on everybody involved in society in general. Um, but yeah, overall, I hope they don't get the death penalty. I mean, there's, yeah. there's an appropriate punishment, but you know, that for ever, ever, yeah. if everyone's talking about reform prisons and abolish police, <laughs> right. I mean, a piece of that is obviously also eliminating the death penalty. So yeah. <clears throat> Um, well, on a lighter note, in terms of somewhat, you know, somewhat, <laughs> pretty similar, yeah. But uh, Bobby Schmurder, uh, Schmurder, up for conditional release from prison on February twenty third, and would be monitored till December eleventh, which would be kind of his original release date. I mean, that makes me think that he's gonna have super strict parole um, adherence, yeah. which to me is tricky and dangerous, especially after you watch, you know, like something like a free meek, right? Like yeah. just like the, the odds that he's going to do something that's going to trigger that. And he's going to be back in for longer than he would have been the first time is exactly kind of high in my it, mind. It does feel like a trap for sure. <laughs> like I don't trust the New York state at all. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously the, I'm sure for his benefit, whatever he wants to do, <laughs> I say he goes for it. Obviously. I mean, if he wants to get out, get out. I don't know what the COVID situation is in the prison. I'm sure it's bad. Um, but I mean, this all seems scary for sure. Um, maybe, but, I mean, he just asked, maybe he just asked for way, his... Right? 
so, yeah, but I think it. I think the conditional I'm release sure, yeah. to me sounds yeah, a little I'm bit, sure a little bit heavier. I mean, he should really just ask for his own little cell and some recording gear, and maybe a few people can come in and out. And that's just I mean, the way his to saga do it. has just been crazy. Go, like, be on house, be on house arrest in prison. I can't believe he's still in prison. Like I, it's I just can't believe that. Like, you know, <clears throat> it's all ridiculous. It's all messed up. But we'll know. I guess February twenty third. I mean, that's pretty soon, right? That's in like that's super six soon. weeks. So yeah. I assume they would announce. Actually, they probably wouldn't tell us if he was getting out. I assume it'd be a secret. Um, yeah. That, I mean, like, there would be like a mob. There would be a mob there yeah. for sure. Right. If if he did, then they, um, like they let OJ out at like two in the morning or something, right? So like no one would know that he got out. Did they? 100% I don't sure. know. I yeah, thought, it was okay. a crazy. They didn't announce it for like three days after, so they'd avoid like anyone going to the prison or like any protests. So I assume it'd be a similar situation here. Yeah, not for that. Hoping um, him the best for sure. No, definitely, absolutely. Uh, another guy who just can't seem to stay at the headlines either, and and not for music, by the way. Right. Uh, but little pump is now banned from JetBlue for not wearing a face mask on his flight. Yeah. And I think immediately real fast, taking to we should, social we should media. Take a, we need to take a blood pact right now. We're not going to mention Lil Pump again on this show until he releases music. That's fair. Like, I think that's, I think we should just, yeah, just blood pact, just real fast on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, it, it seems like he, I mean, obviously he's doing it for attention, right? Like, you know, you have to wear a mask when you fly. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Like, I don't know what anyone's looking for a special treatment. I get that he's like trying to be a Trump supporter or something. Um, or whatever he's doing, but it's all just a nightmare. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I've been on a decent amount of flights, and I, I could you even imagine someone sitting next no. to you and just being like, "No." Like, yeah, I mean, and that is the no. nice thing about JetBlue is you get a you get you get it. They uh, they separate the seats, like Delta. Right. But no, I mean that would just be ridiculous. I mean, we're all going through this thing, right? It's like, can you just? I get maybe you had to travel for work or whatever to see family, but it's like, just wear the mask at least, you know, like just do the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and also it's like the worst part though, is that everyone who was on his flight, assuming that he made it onto the plane without a mask, their flight then got delayed. Right. To get him off the plane. So long, like, probably yeah, so, so long dis- too. So disrespectful. A lot of dis, a lot of connections missed. So yeah, yeah. overall, yeah. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a little pump. Exactly. Also, Last this piece, new music sounds awful. I think I ha- this has got to be said. The the yeah. like heavy metal that he's been previewing on Instagram and stuff. Oh sounds yeah, sounds awful. No, it's not sounds gonna, bad. So no. Well, until we get to hear that shitty heavy metal, <laughs> blood packed, no mas. Um, last piece of news here: Grammys just announced like two hours ago uh, that they're delayed till March. Yes, yeah, so. I mean. Probably for the best. I'm, I'm not angry about this at all. But on this note, we're going to have our own award show. We're still coming up with a name for it. So Pending. stay tuned for that. But I think we're going to have – it's going to be me, Dakota, Josie. Uh, I think we're going to have our friend Elliot, our other friend Brad, who's been writing articles for us. Elliot is Bommel, who's been DJing sets. So a good squad of five or six people here, hopefully. Um, maybe one other special guest. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but we're going to try to come up with, a, I think, a definitive list of the 10, 10 to 20. I'm not sure yet. I, I'm trying to decide. But 20, I feel like hard. we're going to be. Yeah, dude, we're going to be splitting hairs at 20. Like but I think but the way you do it is you do two 10 lists, right? You do you do first you sort into two groups, a top 10 and a bottom 10. And then you sort the order from there. 
<clears throat> so I don't know. So so you have to come enough, up with but, a bracket. Right. I think I mean it will have to be some kind of bracket situation, but uh. basically the way it's gonna work is we're gonna come up with a list of everyone's gonna put in top ten albums into the list, right? Or twenty, maybe ten. <laughs> we all have to listen to a couple songs or maybe the whole album, whatever songs. <laughs> and then we're gonna come up with the unanimous list, stakeholder wide top ten, and then we're gonna publish it on our site, whatever. Um, but it'll be a good episode. January twenty ninth, I believe, will be the episode that the day that comes out, which was supposed to be three days before the Grammys. So um sorry grammys we beat you to it this year i guess i guess the benefit of this is we can also do a separate grammy prediction podcast as well um so in february or whatever late march late february early march we'll do a grammy prediction podcast and then i think we're going to try and do a live stream where we react to the grammys as well if we can figure out how to do it without getting copyright striked on youtube or twitch so more to come there but overall you know, benefit of this, it gives us way more time to come up with, with our content for the spring. So thank you, Grammy Academy. <clears throat> you got this I mean, one right. It, hopefully, hopefully we see Freddie Gibbs walk away with a Grammy. So I don't know. Agreed. Something to look forward to. He'll be able to be there to collect it in person. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be like 90% of the thought process. I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious to see if this is impacted by vaccines as well, right? Because you know, everyone's floating the idea, right, of, of like a some way, you know, they're going to track whether or not you get the vaccine. And right. by March, I mean, I don't know what's happening with the vaccines, but hopefully by March, some people are starting to get them in L.A., right? For sure. I mean, beyond beyond just, you know, people in hospitals and people in, in uh, retirement homes, et cetera, assistant housing. So I'm, I'm curious to see if this is the first instance where they're actually going to see, like only let in people who have the vaccine or something. I mean, I'm curious what the first event is going to be that fall in that sword of like, you can only come if you got the vaccine. You know, like that's what I'm gonna, for. I think it's going to be so easy to forge a vaccine card. If kids can make I think fake IDs, you can make a fake I, vaccine card. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a crypto thing. I think it's going to be a blockchain like mm. on your phone. I think you're going to have to have your phone with you, like a digital passport and tap Damn. into things like on Ethereum or something. I think there's, yeah, I actually gnarly. think it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see how, how it's executed. But and, yeah, I don't know if you don't, if you don't have any cryptocurrency right the, like the way it works i wish dylan was here to yell at us about it um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the way it works is like you know my phone is like a digital wallet for ethereum so i can't access that unless i transfer it from my phone to back onto the exchange right so like my, my ipad can't access it only my phone has the wallet right so, so it's like really interesting like if your phone dies you wouldn't have access to it so there must be some kind of backup plan in, in play but who knows i mean i'm just curious i just want to see who the first live event is to be like, no, you can only come inside if you got a COVID vaccine, because I think it'll be an absolute madhouse, whatever it is. Yeah, it'll well, be all over oh. the news. Everyone's going to be like those elitists. And it seems like the Grammys or the Oscars are the perfect event for it, because they are, in fact, all elitists. So yeah, um, well, <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what happens. Live Nation, I hope somebody from your company is listening, because Jake's just giving out free game over here. <laughs> I'm sure they're two steps ahead, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, all right, dessert. So obviously with 2020 being kind of a tough year to release music, you know, a lot of artists didn't really release much, but I feel like the last two weeks all I've seen is, Oh, just wait for 2021, 2021. I'm dropping, I'm dropping, I'm dropping. So Stanley, who are you most excited to hear from that? We didn't hear from last year. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. So Jay-Z obviously silent. So would, and you know, I mean, there's no guarantee that he's going to release something this year. I mean, he could be done, right? Like, I think 444 was a great album to 
I mean, not right done out that to. forever, but just done right. for, for a couple of years, for, right? I mean, for a bit. I'm sure he's busy being a dad and stuff, but you never know. I mean, I, I can also see him having a lot of thoughts about the things going on in America and globally in the last couple of years. So um, would be curious to hear his perspective. I think Kendrick obviously is like just a gimme. Like I can't imagine anyone who would say that they don't want more Kendrick. Um, and he's got to have something crazy in the works, I feel like. Um, and then is, did Denzel Curry release anything last year? I don't think so, right? Uh, no, he did not. So I, obviously ready for whatever he's got. God, was Zoo? No, Zoo was, was 2019. No, it was 2019. And uh, I think Frank Ocean just like cleared out his Instagram. That was yeah, but he also, he also uh, I pre-ordered his next single on his website and he refunded me yesterday. So I I feel like we're not getting whatever was supposed to come. So I don't think it's a good sign. I mean, his brother died. Like I, I, I can't see him bouncing back from that in like a quick, a fast amount of time. I mean, if he does, that'd be, that'd be great. But uh, no, no expectations there. Uh, I, I guess Rocky, Asa Rocky would be an interesting one. I mean, those leaks were pretty fire in comparison yeah. to his last album. So if that came, that would be dope. I One that I think it's been two years now, but Ski Mask. I know oh, you're a big yeah. Ski Mask he dropped guy. dropped that single. But yeah. but yeah, that was the only thing he did last year. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like that him. single didn't really get any buzz, you know, like, now, I mean, it was, it, I mean, it had the Cole Bennett video, like right yeah. after. Um, I mean, he really hyped up that that video. He was like, "This video is crazy. Like, we won't be able to put this on the internet." And then, I think they just like killed some KKK people with a sword. Yeah, um, which is cool. But yeah, no, I think it's still on the internet too. But uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but, exactly. uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, it's better than last year, huh? I mean. I guess little baby dropped an album, but I feel like yeah. he's got to have more music next year. Well, Skies is coming out with a album in like I saw that three weeks. I saw that. Who else? I mean, I wish I could say I would, I would be excited for new future. I feel like, but the last couple solo releases have been kind of disappointing. Um, because I think he's that working was, on Beast Mode too. Yeah, I mean that was last what March that that album came out. The one with him on the convertible. Yeah. I don't know when that was. I feel like it was during the summer, no? It could have been. You could be right. Um, did Travis Scott drop anything last year? I mean, he's got to No, but he definitely album, is. Right? He definitely is. I mean, he's... I'm not like... I'm not like gassed to hear letters. the new Travis Scott album, to be honest. Like, I've, I have I have plenty of Travis Scotts that I'm still listening to, so not like eager for that. But, I mean, I'm sure he's going to drop. I think Isaiah Rashad, definitely excited for whatever he's got in works. I mean, Sun's Tirade was excellent, so excited for that. Um God, what else is there? I don't know. Do you have anyone anyone else you're looking forward to? Uh no, I mean I I had a few in mind. I feel like you hit them all and <laughs> I, I, I said a few, but yeah, you you killed it. So um you well, got the new Felly album coming sometime. True. It's in the works. I don't know. Anyone else? Who else am I I mean J. Cole's gotta have another album. His album, yeah, I think so. Done, right? Yeah, I mean he, Max he had that little Maxo Cream, yeah, shit. It's been a while. It's been a um, long time. Childish Major hasn't actually dropped the full length project yet. I don't think, just the EP. So I think that would be nice. Um, I mean, I guess yeah, the weekend drops last year. I, I can't believe he's not Grammy nominated. I, so ridiculous. Obligated to say that in every episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, Ray Shremmerd, Like, I don't know if we're excited about it necessarily. I mean, Shrem Life. His last one's Shrem Life three. Yeah, it was, was kind of disappointing. I mean, it had Power Glide, and it had uh, it changed had up. Power, those yeah, but those were the only, and I think Changed Up was just the Slim Jimmy song, right? Yeah, and Brink yeah. Struck. 
Those oh, are like the only three songs, banger. though, that Absolute I banger, really listen to. Sure. Strongly agreed there. I mean, Travis Thompson. Probably, it sounds like he has something in the works coming in uh, for sure. 2021, so we'll have to try and get him get him on here for that. Um, yeah, if you're listening, Trav, we need you to hop on. Yeah. Uh, did J-Rock drop this year? No, I think that was 2019, too. I feel like every J-Rock project has some good singles. You know, I, There's not a single J-Rock project I've really fallen in love with, but and then obviously Drake's dropping, right? I mean, in January he's supposed to, right? Yeah. Like, his hair looks ridiculous. Is that his real hair? I think so. The Justin Bieber the, hair? That's, the heart that's like that really grown out? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I guess I've never seen him with long hair before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's pro- I mean, he's like laid up. He's not going anywhere. It's not like... No, for sure. He's not, he's not he's brushing like, it out, getting the waves Just not going. how I envisioned his hair growing. Like yeah. if I, I mean, he, his hair looks like mine. Like if I if I shaved my head, I don't think my <laughs> hair would look like his. You know, like it wouldn't grow back like that. No, but yeah. So we'll see. Um, well, let's cap it all off with some good news. Uh, you know, in in the spirit of new beginnings, twenty twenty one just came out of the season of giving. Gucci Mane uh, just gave his wife a million dollars in celebration of having their baby. So thought that was quite the headline yeah it's interesting it's like i don't even know what that really means like do you think he yeah. actually gifted her a million dollars or it's like i mean because that would get taxed like you'd also that think get, that you'd also think you get like, double taxed on they're that. actually married so it's like hey, counts, right? just spend a yeah. million dollars yeah. yeah but i don't know <laughs> just a headline <laughs> i mean yeah what a crazy guy i mean every time i like I go back to like like Spring Breakers and early like Spring Breakers era Gucci Mane, which is really like his bottom. Like he said, he said it's his bottom. Like it seems like it's his bottom. And then I look at him now, and it's just the craziest, <laughs> the craziest yeah. shit. But uh, he's off parole now, right? Yeah, and I'm I'm Finally. about to read his. Uh, KP left me his his biography, so I'm about to oh, read nice. it. The hardcover. Yeah. Ah, uh, no, paper. No, I was just wondering, but it's a heavy yeah. book, so I was obviously be impressed. It's a thick book. That. It's a thick book for sure. Um, yeah, have fun reading that. <laughs> yeah, you have, have to give us some kind of like detailed book report. I don't really, yeah, I don't really read, but if I if I get through it, then I got you guys. <laughs> Maybe it's a really good read. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Actually, an impressively long episode for just the two of us, I would say, but um, I had a good time as always. Uh, this is we are stakeholder wide. Uh, that's at stakeholder wide on all social media. Uh, this is the main course podcast. We drop these every Thursday, so stay tuned. Uh, join our Discord if you want to discuss these. We'd really like to get more discussion going in there. We'd love to argue with some people. Uh, we'd love to hear more people's music. Everyone who's recommended us a song in there so far, they've been excellent. So I'm excited to see what's coming in 2021. But yeah, uh, stay tuned and see everybody next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.